Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, can I give you some advice? No. I don't need your... I don't need you to explain to me. It's not just for you. It's for our whole audience. Okay. I'm an I think inspirational they, I, thought leader, Jordan. I, think, I need to give people advice. Yeah, I'm here right. to change lives. But if I detect, if I detect even a little bit of splaining, I'm going to drag you. I'm going to drag you on Twitter for splaining. But go ahead. This is some advice. Splain away. This is, is some how advice. I should live my life. This is some advice that I learned. Okay. It is, and about how you should manage your career. Okay. Well, that's good. This is some advice that I learned from the spoiler of a Nissan 200X mm-hmm. that was uh, in front of me in a parking spot yeah. that bore the license plate V8 who? Um, this was printed on the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, right there on the spoiler in gold letter, black spoiler, gold lettering. I can see the spoiler now. I want to be clear. When yeah. I say it's Nissan 200X, okay. I don't know that's a type of car. They had removed the badging from the car. But I think that's a ty- that's a, approximately the type of car it is. I think if you're one of these guys who wants to, like, trick out your, like, Japanese sedan, just add some letters and numbers. Right. 92X. 32X. P38X. Yeah. P90X. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. A UB40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> U17. What was that uh, submarine movie? Oh, I don't U-517? know. U517? I was going to say Blink-182. You, okay, great. Blink-182, some 41. Anyway, mostly this car was kind of primered out. Yeah. Definitely missing some things that should have been on it. But it did have quite a spoiler, Jordan. Very inspirational spoiler. All black, gold letters. Stay humble. Too much ego. Will kill your talent. Wow. Hashtag spoiler wisdom. Exactly. If you've got any hashtag spoiler wisdom, be sure to share it, share it with us. Mm-hmm. Here on Twitter, uh, we're on the hotline. Call 1-800-SMART-SPOILER. That's <laughs> 1-800-SMART-SPOILER. I don't know. It just, is that like, is that something that he struggled with? I'm assuming it's a dude, but that seems like a safe assumption, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Dude is a guy who wants to tell you about how humble he is, right? Right, via spoiler, via <laughs> yeah. gold lettering. That classic humble medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've been trying to hold that close to my heart for the for this week, and it's really, uh, it's really made a big positive difference. Um, my talent is blossoming. But at the same time, I'm very humble about it. It's not something I talk about a lot. Mm, no, that's nice. You know what I mean? There's literally... No, now, does my Volvo station wagon have a spoiler? Yes, it does. <laughs> is there anything written on there? No, because I am hashtag humble. But you were... You you did have it priced at the auto body place to put king shit on there, right? <laughs> right. But then you saw the other spoiler and you're like, oh, he's right. I, I, had it, I had it priced how much would it cost to put king shit on there after I found out how expensive it would be, it would be uh, to put king's things on there. <laughs> Uh, hashtag King's Things right. uh, in tribute to my hero, Larry King, <laughs> and his wit and wisdom about the world around him. Hmm. Sort of casual observations. I think Larry King could have an aggro version of that segment. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a, you know, Dennis Miller, you know, um, uh, 
rants. New rules. New rules. Yeah, real news kind of thing. And he should call it King Shit. Yeah. (laughs) You think it's possible that he lost the license to King's Things uh, when he went from CNN to Russian state television and uh, that that his new thing is going to be King Shit? Should we pitch that to him? I would love to. I mean, Should we pitch him another segment called King Features Syndicate? <laughs> Maybe he could do a little Snoopy stuff. I think that would be great. Yeah. That'd be I love, that's a shame if he did lose the trademark to King's things and then just any Yahoo could, can go around telling people how much they love Cirque du Soleil and call it a King's thing. Yeah, exactly. King Crimson could be out there right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be a Sharing shame. Sharing their wit and wisdom on yeah. Twitter with the hashtag King's Things. Okay, let's introduce yes. our guests on this week's program. You know them and love them. Both beloved past Jordan Jesse Go guests, uh, beloved podcasters, stand-up comics, actresses, television writers, 50% baseball players, Rhea Butcher and Cameron Esposito. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Man, res- <laughs> we're, we're res- resume so long, you can't fit it on a spoiler. We will be asking you the rest of the program to do that improv game where both of you speak at the same time. No, we can do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can. We just have to look in each, each other's, other's eyes. eyes. <laughs> wow. Rhea, Rhea Butcher in here, by the yes. way, befouling sorry, my dude. studio. <laughs> Not only, so Rhea Butcher has been known to step into this studio. Oh, just by the way, in, on the theme of improv. Um, I will be just doing a lot of space work. Great. Uh-huh. I think that's not going to come across in, in an audio way, but I think you people will sense that I'm stirring a giant bowl. Put the it in. Time. Put yeah, it in the toaster. All, yeah. Put down the little it's all tab uh-huh. on the side of the toaster and let the toast toast. Rhea Butcher. Show hey guys, us how to do it. This isn't a phone. This is a phone. <laughs> no, that's a phone. Yeah. I like that we're doing uh, invisible improv inside humor now with this isn't a phone, this isn't a phone. <laughs> There's like three people who have both taken improv class right. and can infer what you were doing. And they're all listening context. to this show. That's, that's I think they true. might actually 100%. be all in here also yeah, I think they're all seeing the, it visually because yeah. I, I do oh, have a Is there an audience for in. this other than the people in here? I thought this was just an intimate performance. <laughs> well, there's Daniel on the board out there. Sure. That's true. <laughs> um, Rhea Butcher has been known to come into the studio, whether sure. it's to come on uh, my NPR program Bullseye, on which she's been a guest, yes. or to come here and be on Jordan Jesse Go, on which she's been a guest several times, in a Los Angeles mm-hmm. Dodgers hat. And obviously, as a San Francisco Giants fan, um, with a sign in this very office that says Hum Baby on it, uh, one of the many slogans mm-hmm. of the San Francisco Giants. Um, I am I am always bothered, but I think you know what, <laughs> you know what I say. I'm going to let this pass because I like Rhea Butcher. She's Thank a fun you, lady. Jesse. She's very talented, uh, good she's charming, good yeah. heart, good looking. Uh, Thank you. Great ball player. Probably Thank you. I've never seen her play ball, but probably a little lacking this season. But I, I've been I've been known to play well. Thank you, Jesse. What are some areas you can improve in? <laughs> Temper. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, that would be an area I can improve on. Uh, another area I can improve on is men treating me better on the field. That would be another place that I can improve. Better. Yeah, that's your responsibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, as a woman, it's my responsibility for people to treat me better. Yeah, that's um, called feminism, right? Am right, I confused? Yeah. That's I where you take responsibility for the problems that men impose on the world. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to tell us what <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Let me explain it real quick. I saw a spoiler that I think will clear this up. Um, Rhea Butcher 
is in my studio yes. wearing a Dodgers hat and a Dodgers jersey. Yes, or it is shirt a jersey. jersey. But can I just point out that the jersey I am wearing is not, not that there's anything wrong with wearing a shirt of like a, a big time star that is like mm-hmm. a well. I am wearing a Chris Taylor jersey. Uh huh. Super utility. Traded yeah. from Seattle. Made a lot of adjustments on his swing. Sometimes makes adjustments in game. Isn't he like top Solid ten in the league player. in WAR right now? Right now, yeah. And okay. but she I was also stole the beginning of the him season from me, which I really <laughs> have to say <laughs> that was your thing first. When I when he came to the team, I was like, "This is our boy who's going to change the right. whole team." And I was 100 percent right, even though I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> and then suddenly he was cooking. The whole team was cooking. Ria's got this sh- <laughs> shirts coming in the mail. By the trying way, to claim my so, so wait, shit. So what? Okay, so what? A, what a, when you? I need so to clarify someone. for Hold the on. audience that something that people couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, that when when Cameron <laughs> describes something that is cooking, she does the Roomba. Okay, go ahead, George. Sure. Yeah, um, you and confess to not knowing a lot about baseball. I've learned so she, much. She so. knows a lot. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just imagine you pick it up through osmosis, being married to a baseball fan. Well, and she also, also genuinely loves the game. Now. And I ask a lot of questions. Yes, she does. And she tells me the answer. But I'm interested in, I think, unusual things. Sure. Like, for instance, when we went to one game that was the Los Angeles Dodgers Pride Night, I said to Rhea, I think that Kike Hernandez is wearing tighter pants than anybody has ever worn <laughs> to play baseball. And then it did come it out true. that he was wearing what he called yoga pants that were provided to him for Lul- but from Lululemon that he wore specifically on Pride Night. He has a very nice little but and I was ex- I was excited to see it. And so these are the kinds of things that I'm noticing in baseball. Can so, I be so what can about? I be frank with you something about Kike Hernandez? Is it about his butt? I hate I hate all Dodgers. I, call it a tush. I hate all Dodgers as a matter of course. I've sure. only made uh, one exception as an adult. It's for Sergio Romo who's no longer on the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. Uh can I ask you I, one quick follow-up, yeah. though, not to interrupt, because yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. How, what are your feelings on Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax? So there are a few Dodgers who get a pass from me who are from before. Historical. Historical yeah, yeah. Dodgers. I would say your main historical Dodgers that get a pass would be Jackie Robinson and Fernando Valenzuela. Right. Pretty uh, hard to be. And Nomo is one from my childhood who almost gets a pass. Wow, Sandy doesn't get a pass. Sandy Koufax doesn't get a pass because I am tired – of these guys who are like just pitch perfectly from Brooklyn. <laughs> from Bro- I, I've been a fan the- of the Dodgers since Brooklyn, and I love Sandy Koufax. <laughs> Those guys are exhausting. Oh, jeez. Um, Sandy Koufax. Anyway, Sandy know. Koufax is. Fine. I'm just glad you didn't just take a stand against Jackie Robinson. No, I feel no. like that would be. <laughs> that's a tough direction to. That's a to go. I'm more it, you of a Monty Irvin. You fan, know what? It's, it's, yeah, a, hot, it's a hot Jackie take. Robinson. It's yeah. a hot take. It I haven't heard it take. before. Yeah, I'm against Jackie Robinson. You know why? It's not because of his baseball. It's because he was an executive at Chock Full of Nuts. Mm. And I hate Chock Full of Nuts. Yeah, you're a Folgers guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so Cameron, you you said that you the wait, wait but there was going to be a point about it's hard to hate anyone named Kike, right? It is a really cute name. And he is cute with He's his little adorable. cute pants and his little cute butt. It it's is a really cute name. And I'm also going to say something that, like, understand the spirit in which I'm saying this. He has an almost ungoogleable name because Google doesn't auto-populate his name because of what his first name would be if it didn't have an accent in it. Mm. Got it. So if you type it in, which I do because I'm looking up his butt. Yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, so Hernandez plus oh. butt. <laughs> uh, whenever Cameron Googles something, apparently she does the she like, her up and away yes. junior airmen. <laughs> Google, uh, Google goggles. I like how much space work is going on in this podcast. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of hand motions. I'm doing some ironing right now. So the the subject of of Ria's jersey. Yes. You said, despite not knowing a lot about baseball, you uh-huh. had a feeling. You had a feeling about the man and that he would turn the team around. Where, yep. did, where did that come from? He, you know, all right, I'll tell you exactly what mm-hmm. it is. Um, I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first season of baseball that I watched that I understood. Right. I'm being, because you, I'm being because vulnerable. Because of, of your romance with a baseball enthusiast had built to the point yes. where you then mm-hmm. un- eventually gained understanding of the rules of the game. Yes. Like, I grew up a football fan. I didn't grow up knowing a lot about baseball, but my You're family— You're a jockey cheerleader, right? I was not cheerleader. I was the mascot. mascot. I was a four sport sport athlete. I mean, I was like into a a lot of other sports, but I never knew shit about baseball. And what was the mascot? Oh, I was a giant red bird. Hell yeah, yeah, giant red bird. The Red Wings. Um, Anyway, my family are Cubs, but also the rest of you was red. Yes, that's right. That's a great. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting way to go. No, yeah, it's that's a great point. No, there were Red Wings. And it could have said red. It could have been and red a, torso. Sure. Or it could have been red-bodied bird. Yeah, it could have yeah. been classic yeah. red-winged and red-bodied bird. Yeah, except yeah. It, it had little yellow legs. So classic. It, it, they could have been the yellow could legs. Could have been a character from Dickens. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I happened to understand baseball in the season that my Chicago Cubs. team overturned the the curse. And you're a Chicago Cubs fan years. because you're from Chicago and you're white. <laughs> uh, number one, that's a great point, and I agree. Uh, my dad's a big Cubs fan. Good you know, like, him. he always had the game on when I was a kid. I just didn't understand what was happening. And yeah. then his dad before him. So My favorite player as a kid uh, was a Chicago Cubs legend, Mark Grace, I who turned out to be a sad Mark alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's clean and sober now, but that's he good. was a clean, sad alcoholic for quite a while. So, anyway, what I, I think what I'm trying to say is yeah. that I'm a lucky charm. Yeah. Oh, so because, wait, so you're saying so the, this 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 man on the jersey did he come from the Cubs? No, but I understood the first time I understood baseball, the Cubs won the World Frickin' Series. Oh, so now you're just making calls, and now, now I am like, like I'm she's gonna, just pointing. At I'm just calls. like now this team is going to be good. Here's a guy who seems like he's not flustered in the box. He can like deliver when he needs to deliver. He's making all those catches, but he's not showy. You probably don't even know his name, Chris Taylor. Who is that guy? Sure. But I always knew he was going to come up and deliver. He's, you know, he's <clears throat> not like a, he doesn't have the the commanding presence of, say, a Yasiel Puig um, or the sort of adorableness of, say, a Kike Hernandez, but he was going to get the job done. And that's what I thought the Dodgers had yeah. going into this season, watching them play early games, and that has continued to be true. Cameron, I, I can't believe I just said that. How's that tush, though? How's that tush? <laughs> Uh, he, no, he's a good-looking dude. Okay, I want to. I want to give you something here, Cameron. Tell me. I'm a lifelong <clears throat> baseball fan. There was a time in my life when it was my only interest. Um, and by that time, I mean all from age eight through adolescence. Oh yeah. Uh, the only thing I cared about. I went as a teenager to baseball nerd conferences as a teenager by myself. Uh, I, as having presented all those bona fides regarding my fandom, 
generally pick my favorite players based on their outfits. <laughs> almost, mm-hmm. almost exclude not in not totally exclusively, but mostly it's about how they wear their pants and little funny uh, things. I was going to say, are these the outfits off the field or on the field? And I'm glad that they are the on the field. One hundred percent. I mean, on the a, field. a big. They all have horrible outfits off the field. Absolutely. A big Chris Taylor reason for me is he wears the short pants. Oh yeah. Replacing Andrew Tolles, who blew out his uh, ACL very early on in the season, a player that I really loved, who I believe got a leadoff home run in the first game of the, of the season, and then was trying to protect a no hitter and uh, tore his ACL in the in left field. Anyway, they both wore. I love Andrew Tolles. Love Chris Taylor. I love it when you wear short pants. I love all pants choices. So I am not a big fan of the classic '90s into 2000s. My pants are just uh, look like I'm wearing sweatpants that yeah. just go all the way down to my shoes in a sort of indifferent uh, medium. All the way past the heel. Not yeah, a exactly. big fan. That's of the not. Pants the heel. I know that's not anything pants. to me. But I also, while I'm my favorite, my favorite pant is a short pant. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, you know, I love a, I love a stirrup. I'm willing yes. to settle for a striped sock. Sure. Um, but I, I'm also in favor of like um, Manny Ramirez style fat guys giant uniform, where it's as though he's wearing like Gerbeau jeans, but it's a baseball uniform. Sure. Like they're like blousing all over everywhere. And they're four <laughs> feet too long and seven yeah. sizes too big in the waist. That I also enjoy. I just like yeah, anybody I like who's styles. doing their out there. If you're doing making their a thing. decision. Yeah, there's a decision being made. I enjoy that. Yeah, I like a flat brim. I like a weirdly obsessively curled brim. Uh, all these things. I like. Sure. I like it when somebody makes a pick. I like it when somebody writes a weird thing under their brim. Yeah. Yeah. I like a pine tar brim. You know. Yeah, all those pine things. tar brim. Guy who doesn't change his hat. There was a guy for a while who played actually for the Chicago Cubs um, who was named Turk Wendell. Mm-hmm. And Turk Wendell was known for his many extraordinary uh, unusualnesses, eccentricities. Um, one year he held out through like half of spring training because he wanted his contract to be I can't remember he was wearing like he was wearing like uniform number 99 or something and he held out for really truly held out for almost all of spring training over wanting his contract to be for I think it was like he wanted 1. 1,999,999.99 to be what he got paid for the year but the Cubs <laughs> wouldn't do it cuz they considered it beneath their dignity and wanted to pay him 2 million <laughs> Um, and he held out for it. Like wow. he refused to go to spring training. But anyway, he used to wear – and he brushed his teeth between every inning. That, that, that sounds like, my, like your guy. That sounds like my kind of guy. I love to brush my teeth. Obsessively. Keep going. Keep you, going. Keep where going. are you spitting? Oh, anywhere. Just what do you wherever. mean? I mean when you're brushing your teeth, are you in a, you in a dugout? Where yeah, you br- there's oh, this guy the wears this guy. Okay. Yeah. The other day, uh, the other day, I guess I'm imagining just the guy the... brushing his teeth and then spitting on the ground. I mean, I was just which I... is also kind of cool. I like that the idea it. that any baseball player would be worried about where to spit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it turns <laughs> out the, it's at all of the, the places. Yeah. The whole thing is about spitting. Yeah, yeah, it's horrifying. The other day, somebody in Oakland, the Oakland Coliseum, sort of a old beat up. Uh, general purpose stadium yeah. was on an opposing player was on television that cut to a shot of the dugout and the bathroom is in the dugout uh, and has a door but he was not using the door so it was <laughs> wow. just a shot of him from behind thankfully of course, yeah. taking a piss <laughs> oh on television 
Um, but yeah, Turk Who Lindell. Who would that be? The Angels? They were playing the Angels. Was it Andrelton Sim- Simmons taking a pee? Probably Andrelton Simmons. <laughs> Uh, but Turk Wendell used to wear always, no matter what, a necklace made out of the teeth of boars that he had killed. Oh, sweet lord. <laughs> Which was this is not where I thought this was really going to go. Yeah. I thought it was going to be brush those slightly, in between innings, Sue. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought it was, was going to be slightly amazing. too much more chill than that. Yeah, it is. No, he was not chill Th- at there's all. A That's Dodger. why he held out over a penny. <laughs> there's a Dodger relief pitcher. Is his name Farmer? Josh Fields. Fields. Field- Farmer is the second base. Who has... Pitcher. A Jesse Thorne beard, and then also the sweatiest. It has, <laughs> he has sweat stains. The most disgusting hat I've ever seen because it has like white, like, yeah. salt stains white on it. Salt stains. And our televisions are too high definition for him to be dealing with, for him to be <laughs> giving us that shit. Yeah, guys. Because I want to gag and guys who won't leave the room. Get a new hat is definitely a category of guys. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. It is so gross. It's amazing to me that in a baseball team. In 2017 particularly, there's this team of guys who work for the team who are called clubhouse guys, equipment managers, clubhouse managers. And one of their jobs is whatever weird fucking shit a baseball player is into about his outfit, uh, they have to just make it happen. Yeah. Like like when uh, Kike says, I want some tight pants. Give me some tight pants. Uh, just a guy from the Dodgers who's like, he looks like uh, Burgess Meredith or whatever and like is like 75 years old and like has one giant eye and one tiny eye and a humpback. Um, he It's his job to call Lululemon and be like, hey, it, it's, it's me. It's me, Spunk. I'm calling from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I need a pair of tight pants for Kike Hernandez. Uh, can you get us some tight pants? I need them today. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, there is just a guy who's just a weird old guy who's fifty. Like you know how our bodies are eighty six percent water. His body is forty six percent water and forty percent tobacco juice. A hundred percent. He has to call the the tight pants manufacturer and get that done, or like do Absolutely. an emergency, like somebody's butt splits in the middle of the game. Yeah, like but their pants, not their actual butt. <laughs> exactly. Well, There's, their butt might split too, well, but that's, yeah, a, but that's, a, that's a different phone call. Butt, and you hope they're facing that's, away from the camera. Yeah. Well, I hope that I hope that uh, when they close the door of the bathroom, yeah. uh, that door doesn't hit them where the good Lord split them. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think I see some uh, some. Do I see some ticket printouts on the ground over here? Are you oh, guys, yeah. Are you guys game, game bound after this? We're literally yes. going right there. Yeah. Yeah. What is your uh, what is your baseball food and drink situation like? Oh man, great question! Thank you, <laughs> Rhea. Take it away. I'll take it away. Well, typically I like to get an O'Doul's because I no longer drink. I am sober, so I'll have an O'Doul's. And or does that scratch the itch? It well, I mean, it's sometimes it's dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. But so I only have it at baseball games. Or I guess maybe I'm maybe I'm just I'm I'm assuming you have an itch, but maybe you don't. No, I don't. Okay. Not anymore. Every now and then I'm like, oh, man, a beer would be good. But that's but it's not like, oh, yeah, a beer would be good. It's, it's more like, <laughs> oh, it oh, man. Oh, destroying my life. A beer would, but I do feel every now and then I'm like, it's difficult because it's a, it's a thing that you deal with every day of your life. And everybody that's, hey, shout out to everybody who's dealing with that. I understand how you feel. Um, but I'll have an O'Doul's and be like, oh, this is great because it's like fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, and I only really get it at baseball games and. And weddings these days, <laughs> people have Wait, like they have boxes and boxes of weddings. 
Yeah, I was at somebody's wedding and they were like, "We heard you don't drink, so we got some." And they, like, they just have like a warm and they six have, like, pack. Cartons of cartons and cartons and cases of it. This was, was pretty like, cute. It was adorable. It was really sweet. But I was I like, I can't drink that much non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, no, they did buy like a bunch of adults for it. Was but very sweet. also, meanwhile, just as a hilarious side note about our relationship. I am the yes. worst at drinking mm-hmm. in terms of I ha- I cannot achieve it. Although it does depend on your definition of worst. Because uh, yeah, to how, me, I, guess I am I, both I guess the that's... worst and best at drinking. Yes, I'm, I'm the best and worst. <laughs> You're the best and worst. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean that you can't? I can have – I'm actually, I'm doing a new thing this year where I can finish a beer. Oh, so congratulations. We'll that's the open same... <laughs> a bottle of beer and save the cap mm-hmm. to yes. put it back on. Mm. Put it back put in. It in the refrigerator. Yeah. Put it back in the fridge. I'll like have leftovers. three more sips of it tomorrow. Mm. You can, you can have a little gin, three more you can have a gin and tonic, and you can put it in some Tupperware. <laughs> My wife is the same way, uh, and she... She will very rare. She's not a big beer drinker, but occasionally she'll drink a beer and she'll do that very thing. Um, and we went to a ball game the other day uh, and uh, to see the San Francisco Giants play the Los Angeles yes. Dodgers. And she got herself a beer. And the thing about a ball game beer is two things. Number one, it costs seventeen dollars right. or something, so you really feel obliged to make. You got to take of a it. loan out before you buy it. And uh, second of all, <laughs> while it costs seventeen dollars, that's only twenty-five cents an ounce. Right. Like <laughs> they are just serving you basically a cooler of beer in a collectible cup. Exactly. By that's, the way, I mean, if you so collect if, those cups. If I, that's sad. If I have a I sip do. of those, <laughs> she does. You. I try to throw them out almost every day. It depends. I don't. I don't save all of them. I don't get the collectible. She gets cup the anymore, soda ones. If I, yeah, Rita is basically I aspiring to be a Kevin James sitcom character. <laughs> yeah, point. that's literally what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but she also uh, knows the price of everything. Yeah. Rhea's the best because she'll when we whenever we move, she's like, oh, oh we got to bring these worth. glasses. These are worth fifteen dollars. We got to bring this. She like prices out. <laughs> the commemorative glasses. I live my life as an American picker. Yeah, that's yes. what I am, and yeah. that's God how I live you. my life. Oh, but God, we were going to salute add- you, madam. <laughs> we were going to answer what else we get. At oh, yeah. Thing. So I get an O'Doul's, or I get a, a Cherry Coke, Pepsi, or whatever in a collectible cup, and then I get a veggie dog because Dodger Stadium has veggie dogs with onions, mustard, and relish, and I get. Nachos. This is very cool, though. I do want to mention. And then also soft serve. Not every time. Do you get the special nachos or regular nachos? Regular nachos. Because at Dodger Stadium, there's special nachos. There are special nachos. There are special nachos. What makes the these, helmet what, what is makes too nachos, big. I also just special. want the cheese, man. Okay. It comes in a, the special it comes in a, a helmet, helmet nachos. Hell yeah. And then they also put, like, extra stuff. Like, yeah, to, pico de gallo and stuff like that. Yeah. You will yeah. always see like one or two kids <clears throat> wearing a nacho helmet. Yeah. Like after the sure. and you're like, they've, eaten, they've I, washed I hope it you out. Washed it out yeah. but. One or two kids dress as Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> Underappreciated film. When I was at Dodger Stadium a couple weeks ago, um, I had tweeted maybe a picture of myself at the game or something like that. And I got a text message from uh, a number that I didn't recognize. And it just said, Want to know where the grilled dogs are? <laughs> question mark oh boy and i was like want That's to know where ransom. the grilled dogs are and i didn't know what to say because i didn't know who it was i didn't know what was going on uh so i just it could be this could be you mean maybe what was happening to you i don't know if you, you remember the michael douglas sean penn movie the game mm-hmm. where um 
you know, someone sets you up in kind of a deadly game of cat and mouse. Right. That sounds like a good beginning. Yeah. <laughs> want to know where the grilled dogs are. Cut to 12 hours later, you're dismembering a corpse like um, like at a, on a jetty. I should explain that I was Ashley Judd and I had received the text from Morgan Freeman. So mm, it right, does, right. Sure, sure. does oh, seem like sense. it yeah. was and we're not probably talking a deadly about game hot of cat and mouse. We're talking about so real spiders? grilled dogs. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, sent, I sent back. Want to know how to eat dog meat? <laughs> I sent back a question mark. Mm-hmm. Just a question mark. Sure. I sure. was so Classic proud of response. myself. Classic response. So proud of myself with coming up with question mark because that could mean anything. That's a good yeah. response. It I'm going to take that. That's that really cool. It doesn't reveal right. that I don't know who this text message I love is it. from. It doesn't reveal that I'm not sure what's going on. It just it, it prompts further clarification. Yeah. It's a real 3-2 count of a text message response. It turns out that Nick Thune, uh, the brilliant stand-up comic. Uh, and Dodger fan. And Mariners fan. Yeah. But he's uh, a big Dodgers fan. Uh, Nick <laughs> Thune, the Mariners fan, uh, texted me... Because uh, he feels he is so excited. He was so excited that he knows the one concession stand in Dodger Stadium where the Dodger dog is grilled rather than steamed or boiled. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I managed to finally figure out. Afterwards. Reserve level, right? I, I don't remember what he said. That's yeah. That's cool. Reserve I mean, level 108. I was going to say that. <laughs> what's, sure. what, oh, my God. I, I really do love you. Yeah, you get it. You know um, what I'm talking about. I, you guys should get married. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think one thing that's great about Dodger Stadium is, first of all, I just want to point out that the veggie dogs are not in a shaming place, which right. they are at most stadiums. Right. Like, they bring a lot no, yeah. of attention. Like they're they, yeah. they're yeah. in, like, a... give you the O'Duels with the veggie dogs. <laughs> I know. They're, like... I one time ordered that stuff, and people, someone was very angry with me because they had to leave where they were and go somewhere else to get yeah. both of those items. I mean, you usually have to go to like a Harry Potter closet under a staircase to get them. <laughs> but the other thing I want to say, which is I think a story you're really going to like based on that story that you just told. Uh, we went to a Dodger game with Paul F. Tompkins. The great Paul F. Tompkins. A couple months ago. Is Paul yes. F. Tompkins a fan of baseball? He's a Phillies fan, yes. Yeah, he's a Phillies fan. He is a fan of baseball. From Philadelphia, I don't think he would be mad if I said this, but I'm pretty sure we got him back into baseball. I think oh, I got him back into baseball. That's so. fine. I probably had nothing to do with it. A great well, time to be a Phillies fan. Yes, <laughs> oh, 100%. We were with Paul at the game, and Paul had posted a picture of himself being there mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. And it's called being a social media influencer. <laughs> then Guru. somebody tweeted at us like, hey, I hope to see you at the game. <laughs> and they sent a picture of themselves, not realizing that they were sitting Three rows, Three rows directly in front of us. And we, and were, we in were in the photo. <laughs> but tiny. Weird. like And sort of blurred out. So they, this guy, to the, in this guy, in this guy's moment, he's going, Paul's here. I'll send back a photo. Hey, I'm at the game too. Yeah. Definitely didn't come up to us. Definitely didn't realize. Like there was no they wanted follow to, like, These us all sound hold. like. Beginnings to deadly games, right? <laughs> mouse. But yeah, then I mean, the here's the just all going to be dismembering a body on a jetty. Far be it from me to tell you two how to live your lives. I'm but sorry. The mistake the that you made there was not pressing the enhance button, mm. because had you pressed the enhance button right. a few times, 
you would have been able to get close enough, made your faces big enough to see that he had put red X's. Your eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think when you're when you're doing this kind of thing, when you're when you're texting and and tweeting from baseball games, mm-hmm. better to send your, a, a picture of yourself than a picture of a grilled dog. Yeah, because that <laughs> oh, yeah, could be. For sure. Yeah. Just on first glance. Yeah. You might not know it's a grilled dog if it's too close. Yeah. Right. You might have to make assumptions. Right. What right. I'm saying Absolutely. is they look like penises. We'll anyway. be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a horde of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventures? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host the Adventure Zones, a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, baseball fan. Cameron Esposito, baseball learning (laughs) guy. (laughs) Um, We've got some sponsors on this week's program. First of all, our mattress friends at the Casper Company. That's right. They're an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price they offer an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. How do you? Th- how far do you think the engineers at Casper would go to build the perfect mattress? Do you think that they've allowed uh, their family members to perish? Yeah, I think they would alienate everyone they love. Yeah. to create a an amazing mattress at a fair price and to offer a risk free trial and return policy. You sleep on it for a hundred days. Free delivery to U.S. and Canada, painless returns, and it doesn't matter that your family packs up and leaves. Yeah, the the uh, the husband is on the phone. Honey, we need you at home right now. The children need their mother. They're, and the, he, he, she the yells, engineer. shut up. You're not a mattress. Yes. <laughs> hey, and they're made in America. Made in America. Jordan, I'm scared to buy a mattress online. Well, because I need I need some kind of policy that can protect me from the downside. What if I don't like it? There's a risk-free trial and return policy. You sleep on it 100 days, you return it for free. And, hey, if you're one of our listeners, you get a $50 discount. You go to casper.com slash JJGo. Use promo code JJGo at tech checkout. Terms and conditions apply. 50 bucks off. Risk-free trial and return policy. That's casper.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo at checkout. We're also sponsored this week by our friends at ZipRecruiter, known to improv enthusiasts across the world as Zip Zap Zop Recruiter. <laughs> Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? You post it on ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with oh, just one wait, click. 100-plus? 100 100-plus? 100 
I don't know how high that goes. It's more than 100, though. That's incredible. It That's could be triple an, digits, It's anywhere Jordan. from 101 to infinity. One click. The century mark. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Hey, I'm hiring right now, Jordan. You can go to ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. It's free. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. One more time to try it for free. I should go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo for some of the most qualified job candidates that any person could imagine. You should. Sounds like a great deal. It is. You should do it. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thornton, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, baseball fan. Cameron Esposito, baseball learning guy. Have you two ever signed a non-disclosure agreement for something? See, I don't know. Can you answer that question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Is that disclosing have. information? No. That, yeah, no, I have. I have. Yeah. You guys want to violate? Let me them tell on the you about right it. Now? No, I oh, can't no. remember what it was for. So it's worth a try. Yeah, I mean, Do it was you... definitely for a TV show. Well, something like. that we've been doing on Jordan Jesse Go lately is encouraging our listeners to call in and violate their NDAs <laughs> anonymously. <laughs> anonymously. By the way, uh, I found out. We found out some more information about the person who we had a call. Was it last week? The person who uh, got in the school bus accident. Yes. Yeah. We uh, somebody called. They uh, they they were paid out because they were on a school bus that got hit. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh. And wow. As I recall. We were a little steamed with that person. Mm, sure. The reason being they violated their NDA by saying that they had been permanently injured in a school bus accident, but they didn't tell us how much it was worth to be permanently injured in a school bus accident. That was bothering us to some extent, and I think reasonably so. But they have taken to our Reddit, right, to offer more information? They're up on Reddit now. Mm -hmm. They mentioned what they got. They were permanently injured as a 15-year-old. They got $125,000. Hmm. That's not a lot of money. It's not. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're 15, that'll buy a lot of tickets to see Metallica. Uh, that person you could probably see Metallica. Once I don't mean a year to say that. I don't life. mean to sound like a rich snob when sure. I say that. Yeah. I am actually just doing the math of you're 15. Yeah. Versus the rest of your life, yeah, right, right. you know, hoping that you people, live a nice long life. I feel that way sometimes. I got in a car accident when I was 30, and I was not at fault in the car accident. And the settlement covered my medical costs, which was like $3,500 or $4,000. And I got it, and I was glad to get the $3,500. But then I was like... I don't think I understood the extent to which I would just have a backache for the rest of my oh, life. yeah. Um, and I was like, um, I just thought it would go away. I, like, yeah. I'm 37. It hurts in the same place in the same way all the all the live long. You yeah. and I had a, a really similar experience because I was hit by a car riding right my bike. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a really huge number of medical bills. Mm -hmm. Like I was like 40 grand or something like that. So I had to sue the company, the insurance company, because mm -hmm. they offered me. So I was like, not at fault. The other 
car was ticketed, you know, like the other car. The car. I, my, yeah, the car was ticketed. <laughs> the yeah. car. They were 100% of fault. Uh, $40,000 were the medical bills. Do you guys want to guess how much the insurance company offered me? Zero dollars oh, is what they offered. Zero dollars. <laughs> they just said, would you just it, sign this paper? Yeah. They said, Maybe what one if of those we give you. We'll send a mylar a balloon yeah. to the hospital. <laughs> what if we give you. Wait, n- nothing. Yeah. With that. Um, so anyway, I, d- I had to. What was the. Did they not rationalize even a couple tickets that at all? to the zoo? Or- <laughs> well, I think they sure, rationalized it. Sure. No rational. <laughs> yeah, I think that they rationalized it by this. Uh, that works sometimes. Got, right. For sure. a lot, a, in a lot of People cases. People will give up. In a lot of cases, yeah. that works. And then, you got a lawyer, Dad. I do have a lawyer, Dad. So you knew a guy to call who knew the person to call. Well, I also. I, I mean, I literally worked at a law firm at the time. Oh, so right. yeah. it, it was like, unfortunately for this person, and fortunately for me, I was in the position to know that you do have a right to continue to ask for your that, bills yeah, to be that, paid. That happened to our friend Danielle Radford, who was on the show mm-hmm. with you uh, two weeks ago. And uh, mm-hmm. Danielle was working at a personal injury firm at the time. It's like, oh boy, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get away with that. But I think a lot of times people think that like lawsuits are frivolous, right? And it's it's oftentimes just to like get to zero. Yeah, and that's like what you're gunning for. You're just well, like, oh man, yeah. I hope that my credit zero. is I not hope sunk I don't go into for the, the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's zero also... minus twenty percent in legal fees. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, also it's just wild to me. It, and I think I was thinking about this today too. Like the older the older that I get, and the more that you you know you like learn things on your own. Like I just remember people talking about like uh, athletes' salaries, and while I do think it's like very, uh, teachers should be pay- being paid more than you know what I mean. Like the everything, I think teachers should the, be paid less. The, but continue. <laughs> the scales are obviously out of whack, generally speaking. But then when you think about a professional athlete and everything that that person is doing to play the sport. When you break down, like, oh my God, they just got a twenty million dollar contract. What they're not happy? It's like, well, they're only really making five hundred thousand dollars a year. That contract is this long. They're not get. It's not a lump sum, and then they're. Just I think to not it. sound like a snot, we have to also add that they're making five hundred thousand dollars a year at a major for profit company. Yes. So, like, yes, I think yes, that's the also part that the upsets me. This is like billion. You would rather this asshole keep the money? That's like right. this fucking jerk that, who like made twenty billion dollars by right. inventing a new kind of robot pig, and then and then sold out his company so he could buy a baseball team exactly. to play with. That you want I him think to keep your team money or the insurance company? Like, you want the insurance companies to keep money? That makes no sense to me. Like You're people. Like, I'll, I'll promise but you this. You could the use owner... the money to put in a couple more stations to have more than one place that offers a grilled dog. That's, That's true. That's exactly right. That is a good point. And That's that was one point. of my that was one of my big problems with the O'Malley family who owned the Dodgers. You know, they built Dodger Stadium and it's certainly it's a beautiful ballpark. Um, and you know, to some extent they destroyed a neighborhood of uh oh, yeah. human beings uh homes to do it, but my real beef is where's the grilled dogs? There's only the one stand apparently. On, Where did you have one? Did you go get one? <laughs> no, after I, the... I didn't. It was after I had already eaten a standard dog. Mm-hmm. Actually, can I tell you something honest? Uh-huh. And I don't mean to – and forgive the coincidence here, throw my wife under the bus. Uh-huh. My yep. wife, as we, as everyone here, mm-hmm. as all, all gathered parties knows, is a better person than I. Um, you're better looking, uh, smarter, uh, more, more decent person than I. Uh, she, because it was a sort of Father's Day gift to me that we would go to this called ball game, offered to go get food. And I asked for the nachos that are in the helmet. And I said, just not the regular nachos, just the nachos in the helmet. 
And she said, I walked for a little while and I didn't see the helmet nachos, so I just got regular nachos. <laughs> Grounds for divorce, I think. Sorry about that. We're talking about what, old, what will and won't hold up in court. Ooh. I wanted that helmet so that I could resent it. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I feel a little weird about that only because... Like, I know Teresa, she's super capable. Yeah, she's very, very and capable. I mean, she she went you, to law school. I didn't. Right. If you go to Dodger Stadium, yeah. it's hard to not it's see It's hard to avoid the nacho helmet. Full of the helmet. Thing. Not just full of helmets. Yeah. It's hard to not see nachos full of helmets. <laughs> it is interesting. It's I love the thing. crunch of the small helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crack of the bat, the smell of the tiny helmet. <laughs> One of those standard big helmets full of tiny ice cream helmets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, rattle, rattle, rattle. That would be cute, a full-size like, helmet filled did, with tiny oh novelty Oh, my God, helmets. I love that. What do you think happened during that walk around? I think she got distracted by the size of the beer that she had purchased. Sure. That might have been she it. She made the classic mistake of getting the refreshments before securing the nachos. You exactly. secure the nachos, sure. and then you get the other items. Once I, I sat, have you guys ever sat in the seat? At the baseball game, and we'll get back into NDAs in a second, sure. where you get to go to a room yes. where there's unlimited food. We're doing that tonight. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Congratulations, and you tomorrow two. Night. I what hope is... that you you two are both such, uh, such lithe, fit young women. Uh, I hope that you eat like monsters. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I'm animals. Going to. Disgusting I haven't animals. eaten all day so that I can eat at this thing. Is that uh, true? They just well, I mean, have I a barrel of hot dogs. Yeah. Wow. So, but, so, so this situation that you guys are getting yourselves into, yes. this unlimited food situation. Y- yeah. It is it unlimited? It's just unlimited of the food they serve there. Uh, but they have special food because there's right. something it's called not like being on death row where club. you can get any. Food. You can't. Yeah, get, yeah. I can't get anything just flown in. Sure, but they do have like caramel apples and red velvet cake cool. and ch- carrot cake and like sushi and stuff like wow. that. All of and those sound also, like terrible baseball foods. They, they yeah. are terrible baseball foods. <laughs> but a I'm caramel try, I'm apple. To, I'm trying to build out Buy the world. Buy me some caramel apples <laughs> and, and tuna rolls. <laughs> okay. I don't care if I have diarrhea. If you'd like to if you'd like to violate an NDA, call us at 206-984-4FUN. Here's our first violator now. Hi, guys. This is in Burbank. Violating an NDA. Can you pause this call, Danny? This is like a 1950s transcontinental telephone call that he placed to us from Burbank, eight miles from here. (laughs) He is calling us from an oil, the belly of an oil tanker that just dropped off its payload. I mean, I don't have enough familiarity with your system to have other things to compare it to. You know, like maybe that to me. That might be all of your phone calls sound like they're coming from a submarine. We use we use deep, an internet-based in system, and it's amazing that this guy was able to connect his soup can <laughs> to the internet. Okay, let's listen. I th- thank you for calling, and obviously you got a pretty good caller, but I wouldn't have picked it. Just, you know, sometimes I got a vent. I'm a real regular Bill Maher. You already gave us too much information, uh, but I used to work on America's Next Top Model, and... Uh, the greatest thing about that show, and I've recently found a bunch of little pieces of paper from the show that just sort of reveals some really silly, ridiculous behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, including the time that I had to go hunt for popcorn for Tyra Banks for two and a half hours, and then later found out she didn't really care what kind of popcorn she got. Um, the best thing was that on on Mike, on the, uh, what, do, what do you call it, on the walkie-talkies, whenever she was coming to set, her code name was Precious. So Precious is coming up the walk. Precious is in the driveway, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just thought it was adorable. And uh, we all then adopted the nickname Precious for ourselves on set. But that, uh, 
There you go. Violating an NDA. I won't talk about the stuff I stole. Bye. <laughs> I feel like really nervous Whoa. for that guy. He said way he, too much stuff. He gave us yeah. a lot of Why information. Why did he tell us his name? Uh, Get out of here. I feel like it must have been, that code name must have been weird when the movie Precious came out. Sure. Yeah, because it definitely predates the movie. They're but like, it definitely was it Lord of the We've got Precious coming in, and they're like, uh, Precious or Precious based on the novel Push by, <laughs> by Sapphire. Sapphire. Also, was it Lord of the Rings based? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, oh, could be. I would bet that it is just Tyra's nickname from childhood. I kind of love her. I bet you could pick I your. I kind of love yeah, her. I, I bet you get to pick your own code like name her. when you're going into a reality show situation. So yeah. she picked Precious. Was it? Did she pick Precious pick, yeah. between the choices Precious and Gollum? <laughs> <laughs> so they gave her those two. And right. Then, right. Yeah. Balrog. Is Tyra <laughs> Banks supposed to be a good person? I'm. I sometimes when uh, someone says Tyra Banks, I think of Naomi Campbell. I think Naomi Campbell is supposed to be a bad person, right? Is I, she the one who's famous for doing crazy model things? Um, I I don't know. Like I, things you would do if you were really I, high on blow? I know what – I mean, I feel like – well, here's the thing. Number one, I have a very high opinion of both of those people. This mm-hmm. is based on nothing. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they, we know one thing about them. <laughs> They're handsome to look at. That they are in – that uh, – They're quite fit. That's true. Also, George Michael's video for Freedom Freedom ninety nine one ninety one. What is it called? <laughs> Freedom 90? 89. eighty nine. Eighty what ninety Freedom, ninety ninety. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Ninety. Boy, we really circled it. <laughs> yeah. We got there. I just. I mean, I think all of these. Naomi names, Campbell is great in that. Uh, all these names just to me, to me, uh, kind of remind me. That of like early sexual feelings I had while watching House of Style. Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sure. I don't. Oh, what I was going to say most is, of my like, early sexual feelings while watching John Leguizamo on House of Buggin. Mm, <laughs> sure. But I think yeah. we all had house-related sexual mm-hmm. feelings. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like Hugh how, Laurie. I mean, yeah. come on, <laughs> of course, sure. Oh, my second thing is I don't really tend to believe when anybody talks about a woman in Hollywood being a piece That's of shit. Fair. I believe because that. I think like. People's idea of what a piece sure. of shit for women I is. I feel like different. one of those well, two ladies has so... hit people in public. Okay, though. I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. If that. Oh yeah, wasn't there a cell phone throwing incident? Mm, but I, I think know. those that that's all like paparazzi related. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, true. it's hard to tell. I would hit a paparazzi because like, and I've never hit anyone. If somebody's like, t- if, if somebody is this, the center of a thing and people are constantly asking them questions, like I understand that somebody loses their shit. Does am I saying they should treat somebody else like garbage? No. But it also is like this person has to constantly talk to people and is like propped up on a thing. Like, of course, they're going to like lose their mind if a paparazzi. Well, if yeah. you can't be left alone for a second of your life. I think, How do you I two think... deal with paparazzi from uh, The Advocate? <laughs> oh, come on. We also get it from Ellen personally. Waiting outside <laughs> Ellen our house. Yeah. Not after Ellen.com, but no. Ellen. Just Ellen. Just Ellen personally. Uh, uh, Ellen I, personally. I think that, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you in that I, I think that there are people love that narrative of, of famous person as monster. And I think they will, like, back their prejudices into that a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, you know when that uh, – here, hey, here's a hot take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know when that, that shit circulated a couple weeks ago about, like, Steve Harvey's memo to his yes. staff? Yes. I'm like – 
Yeah. Steve Harvey, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yes. He just doesn't want to be bugged just, in his dressing room before the eight TV shows he hosts. I don't know. to set boundaries. I don't yes, know what it was. It said, don't, it said don't come into like, my yeah, dressing room. It was yeah. like, stop bothering me in the hallway. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, it definitely, and I don't think that guy's like a good dude. He might, yeah, <laughs> Steve Harvey might be actually be a bad I don't man. know that he's, but, but that thing in particular, yes. I know what you're saying, Jordan, is like, Clearly, there's an issue here where people are catching him in between things, and he just can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you're like trying to prepare for the thing. Yeah, the eight television yeah, because shows. Because people are coming like, up can to him. Can we pitching make appointments? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he reads the name of the beauty contestant wrong. Boom. I also, like, I also straight up do not think everybody gets a pass. That's not what I'm saying. Sure. But I think if you use your eyes and you look at what happens to women in Hollywood like if you look at their eyes if you just look at pictures that you've seen of really famous people over like say a decade um i don't know how anybody's keeping it together because like half of these women seem to be getting chewed up and spit out mm-hmm. like 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 some some horrible shit seems to be happening for them internally that- but they're like b- barely holding it together so there are people that are that everybody's like, oh, she's amazing. You don't even know. Like, you meet her, and you're. It's like you're the only one woman in the person in the room. And I don't. I don't know how that's achievable, or how I don't know how any of I this. I felt is that achievable. way about Padma Lakshmi. <laughs> that she was like zeroing <clears throat> in on you. Man, I, she was on the phone too. She was in New York when she was on my show. I felt like I when I was talking to Padma Lakshmi. I felt, and I don't even care about Padma Lakshmi. I know a lot of people are like love Padma Lakshmi because awesome. yeah. they love her show and everything. Uh, like it's you know it's a it's a, the favorite reality show of highbrow types. Um, but I've I'd never seen it, frankly. Uh, but I enjoyed her book about spices that I was interviewing sure. her about. But anyway, I talking to Padma Lakshmi, I felt like the greatest human being <laughs> in the world. I was like. Padma Lakshmi likes me. She's magical. You know what I mean? Like, I. It is weird the way that um, uh, the way that some people can have that effect. Some people have that quality about them. Katie Couric said she does it on purpose. When on the when I interviewed Ter- Katie Couric on the Turnaround, uh, my interview show about interviewers, she like said, "My goal is to make that person feel like we're the only two people in the world." Yeah. And I felt like that when I was talking to Padma Lakshmi. I mean, she she radiates peace. <laughs> like, literally, she does. Yeah. And if you grace. Look at her, yeah. So graceful. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, anyway, that's all. I yeah. feel like I tend to, I tend to like. That's very, that's a very fair point. I mean, I think that especially, like, the weirdest part about it is that all of that madness around women in Hollywood is about, uh, them as people and their lives as a narrative uh, rather than even being having the courtesy of being about their work. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's a certain amount of like Jennifer Lawrence sucks as an actress or whatever that that a super famous actress gets. But like mostly it's just the it's just like a weird compulsive tearing apart of the actual fabric of their lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hundred yeah. percent. Well, speaking of personal violations, let's take uh, one more uh, uh, NDA violation here. Hey, Jordan and Jesse, this isn't exactly an NDA. It's more what George Bluth would call light treason. When I was 21, I served in the U.S. Army at the military prison at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. 
I happened to be tasked on one of my last days in active service with the delivery of the performance review of the command judge advocate, the legal counsel to the warden of the military prison, to the office of the fort's commanding officer. Of course, as soon as I was alone, I read it. This is the light treason part. See, the command judge advocate had found a way to interpret the regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, Army Regulation 27-10, and others to allow the guards and prison officials to read privileged attorney-client mail. Something, judging by the effusive praise of the prison's commandant, that had not been allowed before. I don't know if this is widely known or changed in all the time since I was on active service. I never told a soul until now, when it might matter less than nothing. It has eaten me up inside for 15 years, knowing Chelsea Manning and others were having their attorney-client privilege violated. But I was too cowardly to come forward or say anything, until now, on this comedy podcast that I like. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, wow. What just happened? Hi, I'm Bob Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, thanks for sharing it with us, but maybe go go to a news source. God, I wish I knew somebody at NPR. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, the Let me tweet at him, I guess. Unfortunately, this is also the a bad a bad time. Yeah, to know this stuff. Sure. Like, I feel like I'm not saying there was a really great time to the know. Fifties, right? To know, there wasn't like time. a really great time to know or disclose <clears throat> things about the inner workings of like <laughs> the military prison system. Yeah, uh, but I feel like this is a phenomenally bad time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's any who like who do you tell? Who's gonna so they care? So they tell a reporter, which is, you know, would be great or whatever. But then that reporter goes like, we're running this up the chain and the bosses will hear about this one. And then the big boss is just like poops on a toilet. Like that's I mean, Mm. what is like, what is what is. Can I refer this person maybe to the ACLU? Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's call the ACLU, see what they have to say. Oh. But thank you know thank you thank for you. for Thanks giving us for, this exclusive. I mean, we've yeah. been looking to like break more news on the show. I think yeah. we both agree that yeah. you know that's something we can do to kind of like up the show's you know visibility is break more news. Right. I'm hoping to get in. I was thinking more like all in with news. Chris Hayes. Yeah. Also, so this might be my ticket to that. I think it's important that you guys chose the strategy for breaking news that so many outlets use, which is to just kind of bury it deep in the show after yeah. a hot dog rant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, it's sort of been the Jordan Jesse go way this past decade is we do the work to alienate the audience. Sure. And uh, we go from there, you know? I you think when we started this segment, we were hoping for more, hey, I tried a weird VR porn thing. Yeah. That's I mean, where I thought this was going to go. Right. I mean, I feel like the ideal was that person who uh, said that the. Uh, flashlight looked like a dildo or whatever. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? They were in a flashlight panel and they had to say about the different flashlights and they said one of them looked like a dildo. Those were the days, huh? Yeah. Those were the days. God. <laughs> feel such burden of responsibility. Thankfully, I share it with the two dozen people that listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Jake Tapper listens to this. That would be nice. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Alex Wagner. She's great. You know, 
Woodward probably doesn't listen to this show, but maybe Bernstein, maybe Bernstein does. Yeah, maybe yeah Bernstein. Bernstein seems into it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, Max Fun fans, it's me, Jesse, the owner of Maximum Fun. I've got a question for you. Will you help us make our shows better? We wanted to find a way to find out what the Max Fun community thinks about our shows. So we started something called the Max Fun Listener Panel. Basically, you subscribe to a podcast feed, and twice a month or so, roughly speaking, we'll send you an episode of a show and instructions on how to fill out a quick survey about what you think about that show. Ten questions. Nothing too crazy. You'll be hearing existing shows that we're thinking about making changes to. Secret pilots of shows that we're developing that you'll only hear this way. Uh, Shows we're considering adding to the network. And what you think about them really matters to us. So to join the panel, it's easy. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash listener panel. That's MaximumFun.org slash listener panel. Thanks for helping make Max Fun better. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, baseball fan. Cameron Esposito, baseball learning guy. Now, something momentous happened recently, which is that the CISO streaming service announced it was shutting down. I know you guys have made a second season of your show, Take My Wife, which is a real favorite of mine. A really wonderful, brilliant show. It exists, but it's not up yet, right? That's the current status. So the thing that we could say about this is that we told the Internet that we needed the Internet's help. Yeah. And sometimes the Internet doesn't help. Is, you know, for shit. But sometimes it does help. It will give us, it will taketh away, it will draw a picture of Shrek pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so what, what we asked was... For the internet to – for Twitter, specifically people on Twitter but other socials, also to use the hashtag take my wife. And there's a, a tweet that has um, like our our stats for this season um, in terms of diversity and casting and then also behind the scenes. And we just asked people to share that and – I mean we didn't even ask Many people. Many thousands of people did. We didn't even ask people to share that. I just posted it because I just felt like people should see it. Yeah. Um, You're proud of it. It took a lot of hard work. And so, anyway, if the, if the listeners to this show would like to do us a solid, and they can or not, it's totally like choose your own adventure. Hmm. Uh, you could go on our Twitter feeds and you could find this tweet with our stats or you can go on your own and just, just tweet out with the hashtag take my wife that you would like our sh- – that you like our show. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to see it. Yep. Maybe you holler at a – this is in your opinion, but I'm just saying. Maybe you holler at a U-verse. <laughs> maybe you uh, drop a line to Hulu. Hey, Reels. Yeah. Hey, Reels channel. Yeah, where's what's stars? Mm-hmm. That could probably handle this. Uh, excuse me. Hello, is this the Ovation Network? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you and why aren't you airing this show? <laughs> um, just give a call to show business and let them know you'd like to enjoy that program because I think you would like to enjoy that program. Whether or not you have you had concerns about, about CISO's user interface. I've seen a lot of concerns about CISO's mm-hmm. user interface. 
Not enough concerns about how、uh, they gave everyone we like a TV show. <laughs> That made me laugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was、um, a funny joke. When something momentous happens to you, give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. Here's the first call. Hello, this is Matt from Iowa. My momentous occasion is that in my sixty second year, I finally made it to the end of Moby Dick.、Um, Punched the great white blimp.、Hmm. Thanks for a great show. Keep up the good work, Cameron. You're in well, love over there. She's losing it. That is about the cutest、Sweet. thing I ever heard. I didn't appreciate、life. the spoiler though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only halfway through and I haven't even seen the blimps yet. Oh,、yeah. it's ruined. And,、uh, I... Just throw it in the trash. Yeah. Look at that, sweetie. Keeping that as a goal. Yeah, you it know, it's a good goal. <clears throat> I, we have a friend from college who's a big Moby Dick fan. And little Moby Dickhead. Yeah, he'll tell you. He'll tell you it's funny. I don't believe him though. Frankly, I don't believe him that Moby Dick is funny. Like it's a comedy. That seems like something <laughs> that someone would tell you because they're proud that they read Moby yeah. Dick. Yeah, they're like,、uh-huh. please God, join on this with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come into this world with me. Oh, you、I、gotta read. You gotta read Brothers Karamazov for the jokes. Sort of like, <laughs> What a yeah. Like you know how when sometimes I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Shakespeare play, but I'm a real NPR host. I love going、sure. to Shakespeare plays all the time. You know how sometimes a guy in a Shakespeare play will be like.、Uh, Oh, the French—they do be froggiths.、Mm-hmm. And then some guy in sitting in front of you would be like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ! All he did was say the French are frogs. <laughs> yeah. It's racist against French people, and not even a joke.、Um, I did. I have seen a great production of a Shakespeare play. Would you、mm-hmm. like to hear about it? Yes. When I lived in Chicago, there was something that was sweeping the nation that was called Tiny Ninja Shakespeare. Have you guys ever heard of it? No. <laughs> okay. Sweeping、so、the nation. It was. It was like, like. The New York Times was writing about it a lot. It was like in the zeitgeist. Tiny, think, tiny Ninja Shakespeare. Yes. Okay. Pretty much the only thing from Chicago that's ever really swept the nation is football teams making rap songs. <laughs> <laughs>、um, number one, how dare you? Because I am also from Chicago and I'm currently sweeping the nation, point, which、true. is exhausting.、That's、such a big、true. nation, <laughs> such a small broom. Yeah. yeah.、Um, but and everybody's, also, and everybody's walking around the nation with their shoes on. <laughs> Why? Take、well, your shoes off before you come into the nation. Why wouldn't someone just give me a Swiffer? Be easy. Yeah. Um, you thought you had taken a job at the Nation.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Maybe I'm an、yeah. opinion columnist. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even Chicago based. It was like they came to Chicago, and Chicago has a Shakespeare theater、mm-hmm. that is built to look like the Globe Theater, and so people are like, "Oh." Anyway, that's about it. Tiny Ninja Shakespeare is. Do you know if you put twenty five cents in a little container as you leave the grocery store, and you twist the thing,、yeah. a little egg comes out.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's, there's a chicken toy、involved. in there. The toys in there that Be- look Beavis like- and Butthead temporary tattoo. <laughs>、yes. The toys in there that look like a ninja.、Mm-hmm. A guy collected them, and then he would take a little camera, and he would he would make like a little stage, teeny stage the size of a piece of paper, and there'd be a projector screen behind him, and he'd have a teeny camera that he was holding, and then with his other hand he would do the voices. And、oh, okay. and move the ninjas, and he would do entire Shakespeare plays. And he would do entire. I had not、plays. heard of this, but I did once see、uh, an all homies production of Waiting for say, Godot.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see Waiting for Godot? <laughs> <laughs>
So you went to that? I went to that. What is the live experience? I mean, it was actually super fun. And um, there was one smiley face. Like, all of them were ninjas, and there was one smiley face, which was Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was... I could see. I guess. I guess for me, I'm. I'm imagining my experience. If I would have gone to that, uh-huh. I. I imagine in the opening five minutes, you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then I bet there's a point where you're like, "I don't. You don't have to anymore. do the whole thing, right? <laughs> I mean, you've proved to me that you can do this. I. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I thought it was great that they actually used the real Royal Shakespeare Company mm. to do the voices. <laughs> Maybe a little below their dignity, but. You know, job's a job, right? I mean, I think this was also happening, like, (coughs) sort of... When I think about when I saw this, probably 10 years plus ago. So I bet it was also happening, like, right when cameras changed from (laughs) from being, like, a bulky thing that you had to sit on your entire shoulder or, like, set up a tripod. So the the whole idea of this thing was just, like, what is this? This guy from the future traveling back and all he... With his own camera? And all he brought back was a... Tiny Ninja Shakespeare. Do you remember what Shakespeare play you saw with the ninjas? What's Ophelia in? Is it Hamlet? Oh, or, right. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. Cool. There you go. I saw Hamlet. Tiny. Ophelia recurs in a, a lot of the other Tiny Shakespeare. Tiny Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, She's a, like uh, the Samuel L. Jackson She didn't kill herself universe. at all. No, yeah. And Ophira is in NPR's Ask Me Another. There That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'll be on Ask Me Another uh, on Friday night, as you hear this, in Los Angeles at the Ace Theater, along with our friend Jonathan Colton. Have you done it before? I haven't, but I'm really lo- – I did it once at a public radio conference. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, Ophira is super great, great yeah. host. Yeah. Ophira and Jonathan Colton, both favorites of ours. Joko. Joko is how you shorten his name. We've got one more call. Hey, guys. This is Joe from Oklahoma City. I just had what I can only describe as a momentous occasion. I had to go check my office's P.O. box, and while I'm at the post office, this well-dressed older woman walks up to me and asks for my help. When I turn to look at her, I see that she has her P.O. box key ring stuck between two of her teeth. And she wanted me to reach into her mouth and pull it out. I was so flabbergasted that I I just did it and spent the entire car ride back to work just wishing I had some Purell or something. But I needed to share that with somebody. So, yeah. That's dope. Other people's mouths. I can't tell if this guy's nice or an asshole. No, he's nice. He helped out. He did his part. How did she get the key ring in between her two teeth? I mean, I think you're, you know, you're just, you know, you're at the post office, you're juggling. Chewing on stuff. I mean, you know, and I, I feel like we all, when we, when we have an armful, will reluctantly use the mouth and just hope no one sure. sees. Yeah. You know, you, you got I've groceries. I've got a soda can between my teeth. You know, you just bite into that little lip that oh, goes yeah. around the edge. Yeah, Ooh. sure. I will sometimes be headed out to, like, my car in the morning. You know, you got all your stuff for the morning. You know, maybe if you're if you're doing some exercise after you got a gym bag and you're kind of like, and you know, I like to hold the cat up to the last possible moment. So you know, I have right. her before I'm you going toss out her the back door. through an open window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes I'll like to bring I'll like to bring a, like a sparkling water with me, uh, Kroger brand seltzer. I don't I'm not making Lacroix money these days. Um, right. And I will, I will t- in order to open that door and 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 ma- and you know 
uh, engineer all those other things, and I will, I will put my entire mouth around the can, <laughs> yeah, and just hope to God that when I open that door, one of my neighbors isn't walking by to see me with this coal can in my mouth. Oh my God! No. So I, I can that, see. I had the exact same situation come up the last time I was uh, filleting myself. <laughs> sure, yeah. You same just deal. put the can oh, in your mouth. No. Oh no! Now I'm imagining no, that, and boy. I don't want to be. No. Dude, you know what? Do you know what's my classic thing to? to uh keep in my mouth hmm. for for safekeeping is a ticket in and out of a parking structure. Yeah. Number one, yeah. super dirty thing. Don't Very. put that in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But let's show always. me ticket coming coming yeah. out of a parking structure. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Number one. What do you have to say, Steve Harvey? Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no eye contact. I'm not talking right now. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm here. It comes Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, baseball fan. Cameron Esposito, baseball learning guy. Oh, what a joy to have you two here. I'll tell you this much. If I was a Jordan Jesse Go listener, and God knows I'm not, but if I were a Jordan Jesse Go listener, you know what I would be saying to myself right now? God, I wish that these two charming young women were coming to my town. Not just my ears via electronics, but live and in person coming to where I live. But that's impossible, right? I mean, you guys are Hollywood big shots. You just stay home in the hills. Oh, yeah. That's right. We just stay only in the free food section of Dodger Stadium. That's where we <laughs> Eating live. Eating red velvet live cake there. and spicy tuna. <laughs> spicy tuna. They have cots. <laughs> also, I just have to say, if that's true, you should listen to your own podcast. You have a beautiful voice, don't you know? Thank you. That's very don't kind you of ever you. get don't to hear your, your voice own voice? That's very kind of you. Sometimes I do listen to Rhea and my podcast, Put Your Hands Together, mm-hmm. where we tell... Hilarious stand-up, stand-up comedy, comedy jokes. jokes, literally because it does make me laugh. <laughs> That's so shameful to say that. You're just like a self-contained unit. You don't need anything. Else. Sometimes I go for a hike just and I just put jokes. my own jokes in my ears, and I go, "Oh, Rhea's going to come in here with a." And I bet you, and I bet you, you forget, you know, the night before stand-up set because you have that half a beer. That's You're right. Like, I got wasted. I, I had that. Cow, I had that three on. quarters of a Heineken. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I will uh, once in a great while. I'll listen to Jordan Jesse go, and it leads to a wonderful moment. I think Jordan and I have talked on the air about how if you come up and talk to us about something that happened on Jordan Jesse go, we will not be familiar with it. We will. We don't remember what happened on a show as the second it comes out of our mouths before we've even left the booth. But when I listen to Jordan Jesse go, sometimes I'll think of a joke that I think is great, and then I'll say it on the show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, good work, me. We're on the same wavelength over here. <laughs> I literally was just going to ask you if you've ever had this experience, because that is the experience that I have listening to Put Your Hands Together. I'm like, come on, Cammy, <laughs> Chime in with this good one, and then I'll do it, and I'll get so excited. It is magical. My but brain works the same. Anyway, show business, traveling. You guys are you guys are a regular bingo long and his traveling all-stars over here. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. Uh, who's James Earl Jones? I'm going to say Cameron. Classic. Classic Where are Cammy. you guys headed out on tour, Rhea? 
Seattle, Washington. Oh, wow. Portland, Oregon. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. The Rose City. The Rose City. San Francisco, California. The city by the bay. San Diego, California. The Windy City. Phoenix, Arizona. The city with broad shoulders. (laughs) Dallas, Texas. That's another city. (laughs) Austin, Texas. More of a town. Houston, Texas. Definitely a city. (laughs) New Orleans, Louisiana. That's flood country. (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta, Georgia. Try the shrimp. That was uh, that's I guess more for, for New that was for Norway. This is fun. Yeah. Carborough, North Carolina. Carborough, Carborough, North Carolina. Sounds like fun. Halfway between car and carburetor. <laughs> Philadelphia, Try Pennsylvania. The cream Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. <laughs> they have cheesesteaks. Washington D.C. Our nation's capital. Salute the flag. Really? Yeah. Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I feel like you're saying this in the movie phone cadence. I, know, I also thought that this is... Did you is... want me to change it up? Or... No, you know what the no, no, I like it. This? I like the I don't think it, I don't think you can just skip the Brooklyn, New York one because no one that listens to this show lives in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think listens to this show? M.O.P.? The rap group M.O.P.? Probably. I thought Brownsville? That was number one listening group. Yeah, I don't think so. Cleveland, Ohio! And Lil Fame listens. <laughs> Definitely. Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, Minneapolis, wow. Minnesota. Jesus Christ. Chicago, Illinois. You're really going on yeah. a fucking tour. Ending in Madison, Wisconsin. I really didn't think you were going to read all the cities. And I'm. What? It's fun. No, I thought it was super fun. I have fun. a microphone right Can here. Can I ask you and guys this... a question? What's your fucking problem with Missoula, Montana? I mean, look, I'm I'll tell you on what it. our problem with Missoula, Montana oh, is. Oh, Too many vistas. This, I feel like we have been hiding the whole. Lead here. You're tired. We've of been hiding your the lead. We've been hiding the lead. You know that classic phrase. Don't hide the Don't lead. Don't hide yeah. the lead. Close your eyes and count to ten. I'm going to hide the lead. <laughs> it's like when uh, the publisher of the Washington Post once famously said, "Don't hide your lead under a bushel basket." That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, the reason that we're not going to Missoula, Montana, is because we're going to be in a tour bus for the first time. Uh-huh. It's the two of us in a tour bus. So if oh, anybody wow. has a hookup Just with a PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. I would really appreciate it. The Two of us, a driver, and then some poor sap who's our who's like also our, Murph. Yeah, Murph. Our Murph dog. the Murph is coming is, up. Yeah. The, he's driving the bus. And then there's a that's tu- dog there's driving a, a bus. That sounds dog cute. driving a bus. There's is a adorable. tour manager, which I'm imagining. Like I'm trying to understand who wants the job of mm. this. A married couple. Sure. That's stand up comics. And then me. I bet you. This tour other manager. I bet if you're. I bet if gorgeous. you're a tour manager. And, you know, I mean, I don't know where this person is coming from, but maybe if you're, you know, you're somebody who, like, organized tours for, like, White Snake in the 80s. Sure. And, uh-huh. you know, you have the to pay. The winter tour, 87, 88. pay for the hotel room. You have to, you know, pay off the guy at the bar who they, you know, threw a threw a shot glass into his face. And you're like, I just want a nice married couple, one who doesn't drink, and one who can only finish a half of a beer in one night, and their nice dog. I bet that seems like such a relief. You know Probably. what? I am so glad that I brought up and mm-hmm. aired that nervousness that I had because mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I've been thinking about this all the wrong way. I've been like, this idiot is trapping themselves on a bus with us for no reason. What a sad thing. Yeah. You're saying. I, I don't know. I mean, depending on where they're coming adults. from. Dude, yeah. tour managers are so fucking <clears throat> chill. Fucking people that work. We I've only done one tour ever with professional tour professionals, which was the Judge John Hodgman tour of the Eastern Seaboard that we did last year, and we didn't do it in a bus. Uh, we're not big shots like you two. <laughs> Are your faces on the bus? We did it no. in a rental. We did it in a rental car, a Buick. However, 
we did have a professional tour manager and a professional sound person on the road with us. And uh, I think if you get that job, then get it again. It's because you're the chillest person on earth. Nice. And everyone likes you. I can't wait to meet this chill person. I don't think there is anyone who, like, can get one job with Modest Mouse and then a second job with Tegan and Sarah or whatever that is not profoundly chill. <laughs> and it is amazing because you are freed of all responsibility for yourself. It is like being a 12-year-old <laughs> Ooh, in the best wait. way possible. You can be like, like literally there will come a part where you're just like, oh, I'm playing video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't bother me. And they'll be like, come on, let's go. Take my keys out of my mouth. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Mommy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 nervous to be on the bus. You should ask them to like scratch your head while you go to sleep. That's a good point. (laughs) Hopefully they will be a calming presence and I won't have to be so nervous. I think they will be. Can I can I tell you guys before we go, uh, Jordan? I told sort of told you two beforehand something that my daughter mm-hmm. said, and I apologize if you're a one bad mother listener and you heard this on One Bad Mother because my wife may tell this story. It's her story. She was giving them a bath the other night, and my my three year old and my six year old, my three year old Oscar, and my six year old Grace, were in the bath, and Oscar was pretending to be a doggy. He's been doing a lot of pretending lately, but he was pretending to be a dog. You're making Mm -hmm. arfing and and bow-wow sounds and looking for a bone, uh, asking for a bone. And Grace said to him, sorry, doggy. The world decided to cancel bones. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Decided to cancel bones. Shut down. But she was just a fan of the David Boreanaz show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. she was actually thought she was talking to David Boreanaz. Mm, Sure. Yeah. That was the problem. Good, because Oscar's weight fluctuates wildly. Very confusing. (laughs) You know, there's a there's a pretty devastating scenario where then Teresa would be like, "Well, that's impossible because bones are from inside of us and dogs gnaw." On their owners after they die? Mm-hmm. On their owners and slash other animals' carcasses. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you have like, a little harsh this, lesson about how right, cool nature is. Teaching exactly. Because like this mm. – that could happen in a world where we're manufacturing mm. bones. Right. But – oh, they're coming from dead things. Yeah. But I mean – I think Are animals point, really people? I don't think so. <laughs> and, you know, I think at any point – I mean, I'm not a parent myself. I hope to be someday. I mean, I think that this will be you've kind been, of the... You've been spraying your seed around just in case. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> Wait, did yeah. you sign an NDA? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think any time you can, you can remind your child that we're just meat mm-hmm. and we're going into the ground yep. sooner than you think. Yeah. And I think any time you, you, you have that opportunity for that teaching moment, you got to take it. Yeah, I just watched the movie Goon, Last of the Enforcers, uh-huh. uh, a.k.a. Goon 2, but the publicist told me under no circumstances was I to refer sure. to it as Goon 2. Anyway, <laughs> the announcer the announcer in there just says stuff, and one thing he says is, we're all pink inside. <laughs> good. Uh, the other thing that he says is, all my uncles are dead. <laughs> Oh, boy. I don't know anything Ooh. about Goon 1. Oh, Goon 1's a really fun, uh, uh, very surprisingly movie. brutal hockey <laughs> movie. Very funny hockey movie that is also brutal. With Stifler. Yes. With Stifler, who is that? wonderful in I... it. He's just great in it. He really is fantastic. Great Why Liev Schreiber performance there, too. Yeah, Liev Schreiber is also great. 
Wait, Stifler from the movie Stifler. I haven't seen that movie, but I've yeah. seen Goon. The titular and... Stifler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goon and Role Models are movies that I have seen. He's so fucking great in both of them. How come he's not in every movie? It's one of those It's one of those things where... I think because we called him Stifler. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Do yeah, you guys maybe. realize we Proof. started on a spoiler and we're ended on a Stifler? There we go. got to mean Daniel Baruela is on the boards this week. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, almost back from across the pond, is our producer on this show. Speaking of across the pond, hey, jackasses in England, buy a ticket to our show. We're coming to the London Podcast Festival, ugly American style. <laughs> yeah, they're to ruin your town and to demand that your precious warm beer be served kind of cold. You know what our new thing is? To it's tip your bartenders. Trump and... diplomacy. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there, shake hands with you, and decide if we're going to bomb your country yeah. on that basis. We've got a great That's show the basis. locked and loaded for you. Pow, 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 pow. We're bringing guns. Yeah. And cheddar cheese. <laughs> No, American cheese. Yeah, that's the one. Cheddar cheese is probably in English. I think it's British. I think they started it in the Isles of Cheddar. Hey, by the way, thank you for that England. It's a great cheese. cheese. Gloucester is a nice cheese, I feel like it's actually maybe from Ireland, and so we're actually kind of falling into a little bit of a political murky territory. How about this? If you're Irish, you don't even deserve to have your own country. You should be under England's boot heel. (laughs) Oof. Oof. That's a good thing to say. I don't, so I, mean, I just signed here for the to Heathrow, you, if that helps. You killed Jordan, is yeah. what you did. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, please come to our show at the London Podcast Festival. Uh, we have uh, the great Nick Hornby is going to be there. Um, he's going to be naming stuff. So hey, give us that's a call. awesome. Yeah, I know. He's the best. That's cool. That guy is fucking the best. <laughs> uh, he has an Oscar, and he's our friend. That's cool. Okay. Um, he probably knows Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> What's your top five favorite things about Nick Hornby? Uh, number one, I saw Carrie Mulligan one time. Yes. Uh, and I Great. haven't gotten over it since. <laughs> uh, number two, one time Nick Hornby came into my apartment in Koreatown and he saw an autographed picture of Swamp Dog. And he said, hey, cool, Swamp Dog. And then we just talked about Swamp Dog for like 20 go. minutes. He loves Swamp Dog. That's great. Uh, number three, loves to name shit. That's why he's the king of naming on there Jordan Jesse Go. Number four, love his novels. Really enjoyed his most recent, Funny Girl, about a young comedian in swinging 1960s London. I can't relate to it. Uh, <laughs> number five, he loves soccer. That's not go. really a real five one. things. Arsenal, I think, is mm. his favorite team. Supports Arsenal. Oh, I am going to find that book. Funny Girl? Fine. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. It's Fine. a really fun book. You got it. Sold. One book. Okay. That's it for this week's Jordan Jesse Go. We'll talk to you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.